Hey everyone, how's it going? Chris and Andrew here. Uh, at West Village, we are in the middle of a teaching series called Collision of Kingdoms. And in this series, uh, what we're doing is just talking about how uh, the gospel and politics or the church and the political arena intersect with one another. As a part of that series, we've been taking in questions from people, people who have been listening in, and then just taking some time to answer them. And so today's question is this. It's a doozy, okay? So buckle up. Uh, here's the question. What is the healthy Christian response to LGBTQ uh, plus rights? Should we support them or should we fight against them? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a doozy of a question in our culture. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I gotta go to the bathroom, uh, yeah. I'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, so I think there's a couple of things to understand. Um, how we understand uh, even rights and freedoms is really based on a worldview. And so uh, when we talk about rights from say a liberal kind of perspective, we would say like there are things that every human as an individual should experience. Now at the same time, there is an increasing uh, a progressive worldview uh, that is based off of post-modernity that has some assumptions that are actually filtering and even how they would understand what those rights are that would be different so uh, for example I would say like man every person should be like treated with dignity and respect and I can a hundred percent get behind that um, but there's gonna be some people that uh, we disagree with their their lifestyle well uh, a liberal uh, kind of perspective and this is kind of speaking in political terms but a liberal perspective would say, you know, we live in a society where people should be able to say, yes, I disagree with you or I disagree with the choices that you are making, but that doesn't mean I'm against you or I hate you. Uh, whereas this kind of underlying progressive view actually holds to the assumption that if you don't agree with me, if you are part of a dominant part of the culture, say you're heterosexual or you're guy versus a, a you know a woman or uh, you're you know any of those things, that that in and of itself means that you are naturally going to be against me, and, and you're part of a society that's increasingly perpetuating uh, like um, bias and bigotry towards me. So the first thing I'd say is you know as Christian we hold to uh, what I call a biblical worldview. And a biblical worldview says that, um, you know, everyone is made in the image of God. It also helps us understand that, like, there is truth. There is uh, a, a reality that is out there. Um, and so your feelings, your perspective isn't the thing that actually defines what reality is. And so that's that's super important to start with that point. So with that being said, which I know that's, you know, that's a, a huge kind of disclaimer, but I'd say number one, Christians should be known for the way that we love and care for all people, no matter their gender, no matter their uh, sexuality, no matter their, um, you know, their perspective. And I would hope that any person at any time could come into a West Village gathering when we get together again, and they would know no matter what their background is, that there are people who are going to treat them with dignity and respect. Uh, at the same time, we recognize that, uh, that certain uh, actions have consequences. And so, uh, for example, when we talk about... Um, you know, like back in the day, uh, you know, people who were gay and lesbian were locked in prison or put into mental health institutions uh, or went through like very like horrible conversion therapy experiences. I think we as Christians need to like own that and say that was not good. That was not right. That was not God honoring. We should fight against any even, you know, if there's any kind of sense that that's coming up in our own kind of Christian um communities that we should stomp that down and say that's not right. At the same time, we recognize that biblically uh, we're called, the family is created by God for a particular purpose. Uh, and that particular purpose was designed by God to uh, be best fulfilled. I, I would say 
not even best fulfilled, but the way that's designed is to have a mother and a father uh, bringing life into the world and caring for their kids. And I think when we don't, at least at some, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure exactly how this works itself out in the political sphere, but when we don't take a stand and say, this is actually the way that God designed things, uh, we're going to see some, uh, some consequences in how that plays out in our culture. Um, and then we come to the, the issue of, of gender dysphoria or uh, transgenderism. I mean, this is like a huge top button issue in our culture. And, and it's so interesting because uh, the reality is, is the amount of people who this actually like directly affects, you know, who are going through this process is, is minuscule. I have a friend who's a, a med student is actually working with this community. He told me in BC, you're looking at, you know, people who actually go through um, gender reassignment surgery, like. 10 people a year in BC, you know, 5 million people in BC, very small part of the population, but it gets so much um, uh, FaceTime right now. And so I, I would say that uh, this is, again, a really complex issue. My own thought, and, and I will give this as my own thought from just my own process of, of thinking through this, praying through this, is that uh, this is a an issue um, where the church has to kind of tread lightly with a great deal of compassion. Uh, at the same time, I think it's, it's probably very dangerous for our culture to, to promote this and celebrate this as normative. Um, and so I think as Christians, like we have to be, again, like ambassadors of the truth. Uh, because here's the reality is that, um, you know, when, when you're teaching people, like say in a school setting, it's impressionable that uh, this is uh, normal. Uh, it might actually cause someone who isn't even you know, kind of design, not design, but like doesn't have a, a proclivity to go in this direction to start think about it and start to place certain expectations upon themselves. And that can be psychologically very damaging. And I think, uh, and I think we're actually seeing that in the, you know, rise in depression, rise in mental health issues and anxiety. Um, and so I think there are huge dramatic, uh, consequences to going in this direction that we as Christians need to continue to uh, like look at how we can influence the political sphere to bring that kind of truth to bear on our culture. Yeah, C.S. Lewis had this thought, uh, and I'm not sure where he wrote it, but he had this concept that he called man in the machine, mm -hmm. that uh, if you can imagine um, that humanity, uh, you know, the world, society, culture, the way it operates, it's like a machine. If that machine was built by someone, then there's a way that that machine works best in order to maximize its effectiveness. And he uses that sort of by way of analogy to describe that there is a way that the world works best uh, because it operates much like a machine. <clears throat> and God is the one who designed the world. And if he's the one who designed the world and there's a way that the world operates best, then uh, what we need to do is, is we need to lean heavily on uh, what he says, what he prescribes for how we are to live. And so that would be probably where the, uh, it is. It's where the largest difference is between <clears throat> uh, the, the divide really between the way that the Christian thinks and the way that the current secular uh, culture thinks is that our ideas, our philosophies, the way we the way we understand gender, identity, marriage, sexuality, all of these things are rooted in scripture. Uh, and culture, uh, it's really it's really not rooted in anything. Yeah. Uh, it's it sort of it sort of it gets tossed to and fro, uh, you know, with the, the wind and wave of the moment. And so um, and so that's kind of where we find ourselves. And so as followers of Jesus, like our heart is not to 
We don't want to hurt people. We don't want to discriminate against people. We don't want to injure people. We, we actually want the best for the world. And so we want to, we want to proclaim uh, in a way that honors people, and in a way that people feel valued and loved and respected, even if they don't agree with us, that there is a way that, that God designed them to be that works best. Uh, I remember reading once um, in an article by, uh, uh, it was in the Christianity Today, it was written by a pastor from uh, Duncan on Vancouver Island, just up island from where we are, uh, and uh, a pa- pastor in a church. And, and he was describing this issue and he, and he said, and, and I think this applies probably broadly to just about any issue, he says, as Christians, we want to hold to the truth, but we want to do it in such a way that our truth is so soaked with grace that it's hard to reject. Uh, you know, like people are like, they're astonished by the fact that we differ in our beliefs, but we love so well. Like, how could that possibly be? But that our grace is also so seeped or so soaked in the truth that while they, they're experiencing the, the tenderness of Jesus through the, the community of faith, there's this component of truth that they really have to grapple with and wrestle with and say, okay, I love you, I love what you're about, but what you're saying here is actually making it hard for me to receive your grace. And, and I think there's like a tension there. Uh, and as the people of God, that's, that's kind of where we have to live. Yeah, I, I think what you want is for someone to have, you know, this like preconceived notion of, of like what someone who would hold a biblical worldview is like, and them not to be able to reconcile that in their head with the experience of the way that you love them, because um, because they're like, this person doesn't hate me, they're for me, they love me, they care about me, they want what's best for me, and they've poured out their life for me. So, so it actually causes them to, to wonder, oh, the, maybe there's something to this. It's not just like some, bigoted position or some hatred backwoods christian yeah yeah yeah, totally yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs)